We're continuing with the series on Emunah again. Refor Shleim Elisheva Bas Sora. She should have a tremendous Refor Shleim of Soicha Chole Yisrael. So we yesterday got into the Suga of Betochen and the Gavaldiga advantages that Betochen has in your personal life. One of them being the Menuchas Nefesh that a person lives with when he knows that the Rabbi Nishram is with him and he has the Rabbi Nishram to rely on in every situation. You know, we all know the famous story of the Heidegger Rebbe Kiva, the Tana Rebbe Kiva. Rebbe Kiva was 40 years old. As the Gemara Mbsochem tells us in Memtesam and Beis, that Rebbe Kiva was 40 years old and he didn't learn anything. He barely even knew the Aleph base. And the Gemara tells us that he wasn't just unlearned. People think Rebbe Kiva didn't know any Torah. It actually goes a stage beyond that. Not only did Rebbe Kiva not know any Torah, but actually Rebbe Kiva said the following. You know what Rebbe Kiva said? He said, give me a Talmud Chacham, I will bite him like a donkey. Okay? Rabbi Kiva hated Talmud Chachamim. He didn't enjoy anyone that sitting and learning. This is Rabbi Kiva. Our Rabbi Kiva. Om Rabbi Kiva. Om Rabbi Kiva. This was our Rabbi Kiva. And yet, he, he despised Talmud Chachamim. The Gemara tells us that before. He said, give me a Talmud Chacham, I'll bite him. Can you imagine what that is? Can you imagine what level that is? And then all of a sudden, one day, as the Ovestor of Nassim tells us, Rabbi Kiva was standing famously by the well and he saw the water penetrating, going into a stone, making an impression, which you could say, wow, unbelievable. But when you think about it, it is an an amazing thing because water is very, very soft. And when water drops, it doesn't really do anything. Water could drop on this wooden table from today until tomorrow straight. It will not penetrate the table. It might make it moldy, but it won't actually make a hole. It won't make a dent in the table itself because water is soft. It doesn't do anything. Right? The Rambam says in Hilchas Talmud Torah that water is the thing that just, it spreads. Right? For example, if there's a leak in your house, the only thing that's really going to go everywhere is water because the water is always able to find any area, every crack and every hole. Water's got diversity. And yet this water, Rabbi Kiva, was able to penetrate into the stone. Now, it took years and years for that to happen, but it happened. And Rabbi Kiva saw that. And it, and it talked to him. And he said, you know something? If that can happen to a stone, then even me, said Rabbi Kiva, can change over there. If soft water can basically wear away a hard stone... The words of Torah, which are always, as we know, compared to water. Torah is compared to water because water goes everywhere. Torah goes everywhere. And therefore, water will be, the Torah will be able to penetrate my heart. And he made a commitment. That's what he did. Now, what happened? What happened was, is that the Rabboni Shalom sent Rabbi Kiva a message. He sent him a message. Now, the Rabboni Shalom often in our lives also sends us messages. The question is, do we pick up on those messages? Do we do something? Do we react? Do we change? Do we become something? That's what we have to realize. The Rabbi Nishram sends us messages in our lives. We all have messages. We all have things that the Rabbi Nishram, you know, sort of tests us out and shows us things. The question is, do we answer the call or do we ignore it and not even realize that the Rabbi Nishram is talking to us? Tell you, listen to this, Maisa. There was a Yid called Rav Shmuel. Yerachmiel Kaufman. It's a true story, this one. Okay? He was a big machanach from Detroit, and he heard of an airline that was selling tickets to Chicago for 32 cents. 32 cents is how much? In a she- how much in a shekel? One shekel. About a shekel? Okay, about a shekel. So can you imagine, right? So 
Because <laughs> it's buying from, from, from um, Detroit to Chicago. Now, normally it costs, well, it costs $30, $40, $50. And obviously it was a mistake from $32 to $0.32. Cents. The airline obviously made a mistake. So he decided, you know what? My son is learning in Chicago. What an amazing opportunity. Not that $30 is too much, but $0.32, cents, I can't, you know, can't resist. So that's it. I'm going to book a ticket to, I'm going to book a, uh, book a ticket to Chicago. His Talmud drove him to the airport in Detroit. And he was a bit nervous, like, you know, is, is, is his Reb, the Talmud when he was driving in there, is my Rebbe going to be allowed onto the plane, right? And he saw there was a line outside the door. There was more than enough people to fill the flight. Obviously, everyone had also found the same cheap deal. And he said to his Rebbe, Rebbe Shmuel, do you want me to wait here in case you're not going to be allowed on the flight? There looks like there's way more people than the flight can take. Maybe I'll just wait here and see if, you know, you're not going to be allowed on. I'll take you back. So, um... Reb Shmuel told him not to wait. He said, I have betochen that for 32 cents, I'm getting on that flight. So the Talmud said, okay. Within a short amount of time, the flight was full. And the announcement was made that anybody waiting in line, I'm really, really sorry, but you can leave because there's no flight for you. We're not going to be flying at this time. So um, Reb Shmuel said, no, no, I've got betochen. I'm going to wait. So he decides to wait. And he waits, and he waits until the time of actual departure. And the time for takeoff came, one of the passengers decided that, that's it, I'm not sitting around, it's too long to wait, I demand a refund, and he wanted to leave the flight. So Shmuel heard the commotion, so he said, I'll give you a refund, it's not exactly very, very expensive, and he gave him the money, and um, he gave him 32 cents. The guy's like, no, I I'm, I'm not taking 32 cents, I want at least $2. Okay, fine, I'll give you $2 for the flight, I'll buy it for the two, but... And, but, but actually, and the truth is like this, actually, Rav Shmuel said, no, I'm not going to give you $2, because I have betochen that I'm getting on this flight for 32 cents. A gentleman came over to Rav Shmuel and said to him, are you a rabbi? He said, yes. He said, okay, no problem. I'm going to buy the guy's ticket for $2, and I'm going to give it to you, because this is the very first time this airline is flying, and I need a rabbi on board to make sure that it's safe when I'm going to fly. Okay, it's a true story. Now, here, again, it's a small little story, right? But if the Yid has betochen, if a Yid really has betochen and he believes that everything comes from the Rabbi Nishalayim and everything that comes his way comes from Hashem, so he lives a different life. He lives a different life. I remember I was once, I don't know if you, any of you are, are familiar with um, Ramatasol Solomon from Lakewood, who's originally from Gateshead, but uh, now, Baruch Hashem, he's in Lakewood. And um, what do you think? Baruch Hashem. No, he's now spreading Torah in there. a much bigger table. Anyway, so um, I was I was meeting a a big Askin. I was meeting a big Askin in Lakewood, as you do, as you do. And he said to me the following: He said to me, he was once walking with Matisio, and they were discussing a certain Indian. And he said to Matisio, he said, "Yeah, Hashem will help. Hashem will help." So Rabbi Matishol stopped walking and said, no. She's like, he was taken aback. What do you mean, no? What's happening now? So he said, he said, Rabbi Matishol told him, no, no, Hashem doesn't help. Hashem does everything. And that's something that we have to realize in our own lives very much, that everything that happens in our lives happens because there's a Rabbi and it's because we trust in Hashem. So when you ask me, you don't Hashem, you Hashem, you don't say Hashem, Hashem, please help me make this deal. Hashem, please give me this deal. You're allowed to ask for the Rabbi to help you. But ultimately you have to realize who does everything, it's the Rabbi Nishlalem. 
It's not the pshat that we do everything, and Hashem just helps us off. We have to do our hishtadlus. We have to try. Right? The Chavis of for example, in Shara B'tacham brings down that when it comes to work, a person can't say, you know something? I trust in Hashem. I'm going to sit back, and Hashem's going to make me a pranasa. It doesn't work that way. You've got to do hishtadlus. And what hishtadlus? The normal hishtadlus that's done for whatever business that you're doing. But you have to trust in Hashem. You have to realize everything is the Rabbi Shlalom. You have to realize that everything that we rely on is from Hashem. When we get something, it belongs to the Rabbi Nishlam. We make a bracha on something. Why are you making a bracha? Because it belongs to Hashem. Even the food that we have doesn't belong to us. Right? The Gemara tells us in brachas that if a person eats without making a bracha, he's stealing from Hashem. Why? Because the bracha gives you the rishus to eat. We rely on the Rabbi Nishlam for everything in our life. Can you imagine what your life would look like if you believe this and you live this with every... every, every, every Vessel in your, in, your, in, your, in your body, you realize that the Rabbanshu runs your life. He runs everything about you. And that's what's very, very important. Okay, so that is, that is today's sugya of Betochen. Tomorrow, Be'ez Hashem will continue with one last she on the Indian of Munan